0: Well, hello there. Welcome back to Deaning Corners, powered by Slapstocks. Stocks. This is your co-host Jimbo, also known as Jimbro. And I'm doing the intro today because our lovely Nathan has a little bit of a cough to say at the lightest, to say at the the smallest very thing. He's got a cough like no other since the National, and I told him, I was like, you know what, dude? Let me take this intro. So, Nate, how you doing? How's the cough doing?
1: The cough is good. I have refused your suggestions of going in and getting it checked out, um, mainly because I live out of market from my insurance, so I don't feel like dealing with that. <laughs> but uh, oh, all in all, we're doing pretty well outside of a little cough.
0: Perfect. Well, I'm glad you're doing well. Um, and today... I will be doing more talking, which is going to be fun because I'm a little bit of a scattered brain. and We have nothing planned for today. So that makes it actually play very well into this episode. So I am just going to rattle off some things that we're thinking about. Because honestly, before this episode, me and I were talking for, I don't know, like an hour from anything to tennis to baseball ownership to Donovan Mitchell just getting traded. So, it's actually a lot of fun before we record. I'm like, dude, let's just do an episode recording while we're doing that. So, first question for you, Nate. What is your favorite thing about baseball? It could be anything. I'll just leave it at that.
1: My favorite thing about baseball, and this is coming from a Brewers fan that's a little bit dejected right now, is that at the start of the year, it does not matter who your team is, It's springtime, the weather is nice, and there is hope in the air. You could be a fan of the Yankees, you could be a fan of the A's, it doesn't matter how bad you think your team might be or how good you you think your team's going to be, there's always that hope that this year is going to be different or this year is going to be more of the same if you've been successful, and I love that because name another sport that can do that. If you go into the football season without a good QB, you're
0: yeah,
1: there's nothing. If you go into the NBA season without a good, um, at least, star, not a lot of hope. There There is like the Pistons. You have young players you can watch grow. That's exciting. There's hope there. But it's not like you can contend. In baseball, I've seen crazy things where teams that you do not expect to contend, like the Orioles this year, are just a few games out of a playoff spot.
0: 2006 Detroit Tigers was my favorite year because we were trending up. But we were not expecting to do, like, we weren't expecting to go to the World Series. We we weren't even expected to win the division. And I was pretty young at the time. But that was so much fun because going to the games, like, the first, you know, I would always go to the the early games before school would start. Um, And the first, like, month or two, you could get tickets really cheap because no one would be going to the games. And then by the end of the season, they were sold out because we were in contention. And it was so cool to see the transition. So you're right, dude. It, it really does. Baseball. It, it's a very level field. I mean, you look at the the Angels. Probably the you know two best players in in baseball. You know, two top ten, easily two top ten players in baseball. Mike Trout, Otani. Dude, they're horrible, <laughs> horrible. And well,
1: uh, that's because they're cursed. I'm pretty sure. How do you have those two guys and can't win a, a single thing year in and year out?
0: It's pretty easy. You are top heavy. You don't develop well, and uh, yeah, that's
1: about I it. mean, to be fair, their pitching hasn't been amazing, but like they've developed other guys.
0: Well, yeah, you know? I mean, you're gonna you're yeah. gonna develop a player here and there, but their depth, like for how long they have been bad, like they should have like a top ten farm system every year, and they're always yeah, like, that's the fair. Yeah, that's
1: fair. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, uh, real quick, you mentioned, you mentioned the Tigers having sellouts at the end of the year, every year, just real quick shout out to the Brewers just passed a hundred million fans, um, in, in, uh, team history coming through the turnstiles. So they just did that two days ago, I believe, um, hundred million fans. I had a buddy at the game. I should have texted him and told him congrats on being the hundred millionth fan, but, uh, they're doing, well, at least one of them, right? And uh they're doing this thing where terrace level or loge level $6 tickets for every Monday through Thursday game through the rest of the year. Um, and then if you get a ticket, you get a $6 voucher for food. So it's basically a free, you spend $6 and you get free a free hot dog for the kids for that night, which is pretty cool. Um And then I saw people complaining that were like, this is what you let us on. This is all we get. I'm like, stop it. Some things are just never good enough for people, man. It's like, I know. Okay. They played, they played it up. Like it was going to be massive. Is it massive? No, it's not the biggest thing in the world, but they played it up. Like it was going to be huge. And I think that got people like really dejected, but it's like, it's, it's free. Basically $6 tickets is basically free getting a $6 voucher on top of it for a concession item makes it free. And yet somehow it's people still aren't good enough with sitting loge level or terrace reserve for $6 to a professional sporting event.
0: I mean, not to go too, uh, too deep on this, but you're always going to have the people that try and cover your cover the light. Nah, whatever shines bright, let it shine, baby. Let it shine. Don't let the people take away your shine.
1: And is this is this in reference to maybe uh, NetPro series that got taken out?
0: No, it's just it, it's actually tattooed on my arm. It's just you know a theory theory what I what I'm trying to remind myself as much as possible. Even though there's times where it doesn't always happen, but can use it in any situation. I like it. I like the shout out to NetPro though. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. Uh, that was the least I could do. Jimbo was. Was telling me before the this podcast that he was pumped for Net Pro release. I know we're getting into tennis here a little bit. Un, unbelievable that this is happening, um, but he was pumped for the Net Pro release. He spent some money on the cards. He goes to Instagram. What's the first thing he sees? <coughs> Slabstock's post about uh, Net Pro and stealing designs, and he's just like these dudes. He was yeah. he was irate. I don't know if he was irate, but he was he was like, come on. And I I, I get it. I, I get I get your I get where you're coming from it's like you know there's a lot of people that are excited for this netpro release um and then our first post on it was somewhat negative and uh I will take that feedback and I will remember it and I will make sure that in the future maybe we focus on some positives before we get into some negatives
0: yes I love it because I think the hobby you know it's it, the hobby's supposed to be you know it's fun. So what can we do to highlight the fun parts? Yeah, there will be the negatives. And I'm not saying don't ever talk about the negatives. But how do we highlight the positives and work on, let's say, maybe the negatives? Maybe give like the feedback, constructive feedback and sandwich it. Remember the the sandwich feedback, uh, what is it, delivery? But back to baseball. So. You're on mute, but that's okay. Um, back to baseball. All right, Nate. Tell us your favorite uh, graphing baseball story where you where you got an autograph of a player and you have a 30 second clock. Boom.
1: All right. By nature, I'm a little bit more like awkward in those situations. Like I love talking to people and stuff. I do not love free stuff. I don't love clearance aisles. I don't love uh coupons um i i I am very weird about that stuff my wife is the opposite so we kind of clash what 10 seconds left five seconds left never gonna happen (laughs) but you know i'm 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 awkward about free stuff so like i don't love if i get like uh buy one get one coupon and using it you know it feels it feels kind of weird to me um i don't love going to goodwill and getting used stuff i don't know why just my nature and uh going autograph seeking is kind of like one of those things. So I've only done it a few times. I was at spring training and I ended up getting a Ryan Braun came up to me and my brother. He signed my brother's bat RB eight bat. And then he signed a baseball for me. So that was probably, uh, my best experience. And one of the few times where I wasn't like, uh, this is awkward. I'm not going to do it because it was Ryan Braun standing in front of me. How about you?
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't blame you one bit. Um, I used to be a big grapher and I still like it, I like the aspect of graphing and meeting, you know, your favorite players and all that. I'm not against it at all. But when I worked in baseball, I, I, I always uh, was always trying in my mindset, to say, act like you've been there. So like act like because a lot of the players, they enjoy it if you just talk to them normal, like where they're not a celebrity or a baseball player, like they don't get that very often. So they really appreciate when you when you are just normal with them. So I kind of had that ingrained in my head after the years. Uh, but before that, I used to graph the Tigers, obviously, all the time. And I don't know if I told this story on here before, uh, back when we did Jimbo's stories, but I literally passed out the first time I met Ivan Rodriguez. Yeah, I did, because you talked about it. Yeah, you talked, uh, your brother uh, was a big Pudge guy. Uh, but yeah, that, that's my story. But other than that, man, graphing, it's a good time. It's good to be like, to see the players in person and in the interaction.
1: And don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say that it's a bad thing. I do think the guys that push the little kids out of the way, that's a bad thing. I don't think anybody that goes and searches for autographs is a bad thing. Like if you enjoy it, go do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm okay with that. Personally, for me, because of how I am in those situations of not really liking free stuff, getting an autograph kind of feels like a free thing. Um it's not my it's not my cup of tea, but also going to Goodwill isn't my cup of tea. Going into the clearance aisle isn't my cup of tea. So like I'm I'm probably a little bit of a freak. Uh so but I I don't want anybody to come out of here saying Nathan hates graphers. I don't. I don't I do I don't like you if you push over little kids on your way to getting an autograph, but um I am I am for people being able to do in this hobby what they want to do.
0: Yeah. And honestly, you can make some good money doing it. Uh, If you go early, like prospects, it's so much easier to get to graph in the minor leagues. If you live next to a a minor league park, if you just look at the rosters, especially the players that are coming into town, you can graph. And then you send them off to PSA to slab them, authenticate them or whatever, or whoever you want to use. It's pretty cheap. You can make some easy money doing that. But not to get into graphing too much because I'm not a graphing expert. Our Cali Roadshow guys are which brings up a good thing. I would love to to bring them on here and they got some great stories of graphing, but next question. Oh, how about this? Okay. We've done 12 minutes of kind of random, uh, random things. Let's talk about a few prospects that just called up. So we had Corbin burn or Corbin Carroll get called up. That dude is fast, but what's your takeaways? What's your first thoughts?
1: (coughs) I just unmuted it to cough into the mic. Wonderful. Um, (laughs) So so Corbin Carroll, you know, first round pick, speed for days, center fielder, power. Uh, he's everything you could possibly want, good eye at the plate, um really good bat to ball skills, everything you could want in a player. He's 5'10. So people probably just kind of give him a little bit of a knock for being that short um compared to uh other players, but not me, cause I'm five seven. So like, more power to him. Um, but Corbin Carroll, I saw the other day, he had five bolts, whatever that is. I think it's like over thirty feet per second uh, um, for running, and he had five bolts this year in eight attempts or eighteen attempts or something like that. I can't be eighteen though, because that's maybe twelve. I don't think he, but I, I don't know. I it was a random stat I saw on Twitter from a random person. And uh, usually I'm like, sweet, yeah, that's pretty good. And then you see the names around him. And outside of Bobby Witt at the top of the list, it was like Jorge Mateo and a bunch of other random dudes where it's like, oh, maybe this isn't as impressive because it's not exactly a list of who's who. But I will say, when you combine the fact that he has elite, elite speed with an elite bat-to-ball skill, really good eye at the plate, and pop, the Diamondbacks have a really good one and you add him to um the the other outfielder that I can't remember his name right now. Jimbo help me.
0: Alec Thomas, Dalton Varsho, Alec got- Alec
1: Thomas, Alec Thomas, you add Alec Thomas, Dalton Varsho. <laughs> <laughs> they're becoming they're becoming pretty interesting very quickly.
0: They're pitching, dude. They got some one, their pitching's great, but they have some great arms down in the uh in the system right now which is really tough because one, all their minor league or minor league parks are extremely hitter friendly. So anytime they do that, pretty impressive, but I love how you brought up the aspect. Okay. You know, you look at the list, he's fast. You got Jorge Mateo, some of those other guys, not very impressive list, but you, I loved how you brought that in, combine it with the power, combine it with the contact skills. That is what we look for. Like if, okay. Okay. I'm not investing in a guy if he's just fast, then you got a Billy Hamilton. But if there's like little things where it's like a little bit of promise in a bunch of categories, that's what makes it interesting. And that's a lot of times when I always I always say value, like, oh, I think that's a good buy because of value is because there are other levels, other attributes that they could get better in. And then that's where they, you know, they rise in value and, and the prices go up. Um, so I'm really, I'm glad you brought that in you brought that aspect in um another person i wanted oh uh, to- wait
1: wait one second one second one second before you before you go on one thing i i uh just want to reiterate that one point you know if you have speed but don't have anything else you're billy hamilton that is important to make sure everyone understands what he's saying here because <coughs> if you go to fan and you see his yeah. his tools 70 hit 50 power 70 70- Speed 60 field. If you have just a defensive guy with speed, you're Christian Pache. Mm -hmm. If you have just speed, you're Billy Hamilton, right? He's a good defender, though. Um, if you have just power and no contact, congratulations, you have a 220 guy that's hitting 40 bombs. You have Adam Dunn. Nobody's buying Adam. Oh, I'm
0: so glad you brought Adam Dunn. He's always the person I think of when in that character. Sorry.
1: Yep, <laughs> I like that. Well, Adam Dunn hit like 45 home runs four yeah. straight years. So, but yeah. um, <clears throat> if you have just a hit tool and nothing else, like no power, well, congratulations. Nick Madrigal is a nice player, oh, okay. and he's got defense on his side and speed. Same
0: person I was thinking of too. Sorry, you just went um, two
1: for two. Two for two. Look at me. Look at me. Jimbo and I are the same. Sp- uh, but I guess I guess Nick Madrigal is probably not the like best. Um, uh, what, what's the, uh, Willie Calhoun. He had, he had insane, yeah. insane but stats, we get, right? We get
0: the point though. Yeah. I but you mean. get
1: the point. Um, yeah. it's, it's just one of those things where like, is it nice to have a 70 grade hit tool? Yeah. But if you have nothing else, if you can't play defense and you don't have a ton of pop, um, and you don't, you know, it's not worth it. If you can make contact, but you can't, you don't, you're not patient, you can't draw walks, you're hitting a lot of bad balls, it's not worth it. If you have just power and aren't able to hit for average, you know, people aren't going to invest in you. They just don't care that much. Um, If you have that stuff and can't play defense, people don't care. If you just have speed, people don't care. And so then you have a guy like Corbin Carroll who has a 70 hit, a 50 power, a 70 speed, a 60 field.
0: Interesting. I don't right.
1: understand how this guy's not more expensive. Dim- yeah.
0: No. Cause on the diamondbacks.
1: Exactly. And is he going to I mean, he's, he's 22 years old, six years. By the time he's done six, 22 years and 11 days. By the time he's done, he'll be 28 signs, a big contract somewhere else. If he doesn't get traded, he's, yeah. he's I mean, as impressive as it gets.
0: It's very interesting. Um, I love, I love that aspect. And, that brings up to another random category that just popped in my head. So one thing I was asked, I actually, I did like a thing on my Instagram, just ask random questions. And someone asked, hey, what's something that you do to find prospects that maybe no one else does or just something random that I do? And I thought of this because I was doing it actually last night. One thing that I love to do is I go on eBay, go on any of them, and, and what I do is type in Bowman Chrome gold to 50. And the reason why I do gold to 51 because then – you're not getting a bunch of the same players because there's only 50 of each player. And I don't even do it by sport. I just do that because it's also fun to see different sports because you know, the old school football, what I love, but we're not going to go in that category. But the thing that I, why I'd like to do that is because there's a lot of players that have cards that you might not know about. Cause let's say they're not in the top 30 uh, for for their team or top hundred where they're just not talked about a lot, but there's promise in some of those guys where, and this is more of like, I just do when I'm bored. Cause it's not something where I sit down like during the middle of the day to do, cause it, it's not the best use of my time, I think, but it's something to do for fun. And you can find something, find a player that's really interesting because uh, you can, you look through the list and I do, I always sort it by ending soonest and you can look, look by the list and be like, Oh, especially if it's on like a random team, like the Braves, like the Braves develop really good players or they have, a, they have a good system to develop players. So like, let's say there's a random, I don't know, Joe Schmo. Then I'll go and be like, "Oh, I never heard this kid." So then I Google them, like fan graphs. and you can find hidden gems like that just by doing that. And if you can get them before, if you don't know their name when you see them on your search, it's usually a good sign because that must mean you know there's not a lot of chatter about them. But now, ninety-five percent of the players won't be someone you would want to invest in, so don't go crazy on on a bunch of random players. But you can find some of these hidden hidden guys. Um, so I just wanted to throw that out there for people because man, like I, I, you can find like the Vaughn, like I was looking at Vaughn Grissom last year, he had an amazing, like he had a solid year last year and he wasn't really talked about until a couple months within this season. But if I would have, if I would have done that, if I would have seen him, I would have been like, man, this guy's someone to put on a list where he comes into spring training and starts off hot in 2022. You're like, man, I recognize this guy. Maybe I should really keep him on my radar, and you can get him a little earlier than you normally would. Or maybe you think he has good numbers now, and, and, and jump on him. Um, one of the recent guys I found is a Hunter Hunter Goodman, who's been on my radar for a lot of this year. But he was having a great year this year, and I'm pretty sure he had a pretty solid year last year. And I was like, who is this guy? College bat, not the most. You know, he's on the Rockies, not someone that screams. Everyone talk about and invest in this prospect, I'd like someone to buy it. it's It's not a super fun prospect, but there's value there because of the numbers. And the, when I say value, like you're not spending thousands of dollars for this guy. You can get a gold auto for 150 200 whatever it was at the time, and find guys like that. Sorry, that's my little ramble, but I thought I'd bring that up.
1: I have a question for you. Uh-oh. Um, So... Baseball teams, I forget where I saw this at, but it was maybe, maybe you told me, maybe somebody else told me, but they said that most players in the minors are just there to throw to the prospects, just to help the prospects play. You know, now a Hunter Goodman, right? Different. Undeni- undeniably good stats in college and undeniably good right. stats this year. But, um, 40th, or, oh, fourth round pick, sorry, 40th, fourth round pick, 23 years old, Um, at what point do you, because, like, I agree, I agree you can make money on a lot of these guys as long as you're willing to play the game of buying single A, selling high A, buying high A, selling double A, wait for a hot streak, pay attention, you got to be on top of things, like, constantly, right? But... Is Hunter Goodman the type of guy that um, <clears throat> is out there, and he and he has he's had really good stats? But is he the type of guy that say he gets he's going to be twenty three in October? He'll be twenty four by the end of next year if he's not called up. Um, at that time, all of a sudden, he's a twenty four year old going to be on twenty five year old playing his first year of majors. And that's the, I, and, and like for me, just knowing how people are, people probably don't want to invest in that, but it's okay to invest in him. But you got to be willing to play the game. You got to be willing to buy in single A and sell in double A. If you're just willing, if you're just like, I'm a call up guy only, I sell on call up, you lose a lot of money on, on on guys like Hunter Goodman. Mm, So I just,
0: not, you don't, because if I'm talking value though, like if you look at how, you know, the the what the prices are, I don't know what his prices are right now, but if you get I'm talking get in early, because yeah, I think he was like player of the week, player of the month. So you know, there's probably chatter about him more now. Uh, but I'm saying I'm talking early, early on. I'm talking like last year. Okay. Like if you're in the offseason and if you're doing this
1: routine of uh, on you eBay would still you would still wait till call up to sell though?
0: No, so see not necessarily for him. There's variables where, okay, let's say he has a solid year next year and he makes the um, uh, futures game. Boom. You you take that time where you can grade it. Now you take some of the stuff and you can use that time to your advantage. Grade things strategically.
1: That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm okay with that. I'm just saying you got to be willing to play the game. There's a lot of people out there that are like, if I buy a guy, I'm holding till call up. Oh, no, no. Holding a 20, a guy who's about to be 23 in October and probably will play in high A at the start of next year and then double A. And then maybe he sniffs triple A. And then the next year, maybe he starts in triple A and then is in the majors by like May or something. Um, like you hold on call up for a random Rocky getting called up in the middle of May of his age 24 25 season, more power to you. And so I just I just want to I just want to let people know like there are prospects that you can hold to call up. You buy Jackson Churio right now as an eighteen year old, feel free to hold him to call up. You buy Hunter Goodman, you're going to have to be paying a little bit more close attention to his minor league numbers, to his prices week in and week out, and be willing to sell um, because you know it's not it's not the same.
0: Yeah, but I mean you're comparing apples and oranges.
1: Yeah. I'm comparing Bowman Chrome prospects to Bowman Chrome prospects. I know they're different yeah, pedigree of prospect, but...
0: But if you talk value-wise, like, you know, you're paying, I don't whatever, you know, whatever, and I'm not saying Jackson Cheerio is a bad buy at all, because I'm personally a fan. Well, of I, I,
1: I I do think his colored his colored firsts are a bad buy right now when he's getting his Bowman Chrome first autos in September.
0: I, I agree. Like, once I heard that...
1: Or, or, sorry, November now? Or maybe December? I can't remember. I think it got pushed back to November or December
0: but yeah it's probably November then draft is probably December but anyways but like if you're comparing it where it's like a value play a guy that's you know could make some noise and i mean every catcher he's a catcher every catcher is going to be older getting their debut unless you're a freak like um uh like the kid from the blue jay uh, Gabriel Marino or Francisco Alvarez but not like Catchers, they don't rush like that. Like there's more to it. There's more of the defensive side. Like they care more about behind the plate than anything. Because if not, they would just throw him at first and then
1: well they, you know, they, they have been they have been throwing him at first. Um he's been basically not, in the not last
0: to, not to break what? this down and make it a, a Hunter Goodman show. It's more of just like the the thought process behind it. Drafted last year, went into rookie ball, solid rookie ball goes in this year, they put him in low A. Sal A where they have to promote him to high a because he's doing well there in his yeah. first full season like he's doing everything. That's like saying you don't ever invest in any college bat.
1: I'm I'm not saying to not invest in him at all. I'm saying if you do invest in him, I wouldn't hold till call up. So you got to be willing. Like we talk about a lot of guys on here. And if I don't want people to get it confused. I don't want people to say, oh, they talked about this guy. I should go buy him if they have this one mantra and their only one mantra is Hold till call-up. I think that's a huge mistake for a guy who's Hunter Goodman who's going to be 23 in October. That's what yeah. I'm trying to point out.
0: I mean, nothing's a one one size fits all. Like it's all variable with every player, which I, you know, I agree with. Like if, if Hunter Goodman is the talk of the town, you always sell at the like when everyone's talking about him. No matter who the player is, you can always buy him again. Uh, I was a big Alejandro Kirk guy. His stuff went up like crazy earlier in this year going into the All Star game because they were trying to get him into the All Star game and still having a great year. But all the talk was about him. You sell at the peak and now, you know, he's still hitting like, I think 291 or whatever I saw.
1: But his just price, not hitting for power.
0: Yeah. Like now his prices are down again. But I mean, throw that in with any player, any sport, whatever. You always sell because it always will come back. It will always level itself out. But Trying to find random players that you know, instead of always just looking up the Jackson Cheerio, the you know, the high end, like the, the best of the best, if you're trying to find value plays, this is a way, a process to find some of those. Now, going about selling them is different, like every player's there's so many variables. Um, but I just wanted to bring that up. If you're bored looking, tr- trying to find maybe a prospect no one is talking about,
1: and I didn't mean to hijack the conversation away from finding uh unknown prospects. I just, I just uh looking at him, you know, seeing age, seeing level, seeing all this. I just wanted to make sure that w- we are very clear on, Hey, like value play. Sure. Only a value play. If you're willing to put in the legwork behind it, if that makes sense. Like like, I think you can go buy an Ellie De La Cruz or a Jackson Churio, put it away, not worry about selling it for a few years, and make out like a bandit. You can't do yeah. the same thing for a Hunter Goodman or a yeah. take your pick, Antoine Kelly. I don't know. What?
0: Is that a boy band or something? Antoine yeah. Kelly?
1: is understand. a Rangers prospect, but. I don't know. Um,
0: well, okay. Uh that is an interesting turn. I like it. Different perspective. Uh, not saying anything about Hunter Goodman was just an example. Not saying
1: go buy Hunter Goodman. I don't even know what his prices are right now. But I can just I can it. tell you. Uh, <coughs> Thirty-two dollars, thirty-five dollars for a base auto. Um, Two hundred dollars for an Aqua Lava Auto PSA ten. 190 for a sparkle out of 71. So, um, they're uh, they're not uber expensive, but they're not like uh, August 27th auction for an auto, 22 bucks.
0: Okay, so what, what was he? Oh, this will be fun. So, what are you able to search like what he was, like what his prices were, like let's say in June or May?
1: I can tell you what he was, um. Let's see here, trying to find a um blue wave auto, December 31st, 2021, $46. Orange auto, $250, uh, January 1st. And so yeah, you could get in really early, but you wouldn't have seen his, you know, you wouldn't have seen his stats from yeah. this year.
0: But so it has been a little bit of a risk. But going into it, remember I like I was like, if if this was last year or like you know, early on, whatever, I don't know. You you can still catch some of these guys were hunter goodman i didn't even know who this guy was until a couple months ago by but by doing that process of just bowman gold bowman chrome gold <laughs> you can find guys like this do your own evaluations on them do your own process of selling buy and sell whatever but it's just more of a to be able to find some some new guys that's not the obvious ones uh at a, at a lower risk
1: Okay, so June was three months ago, right? Probably. Which is insane. July, August. No, yeah, June first would have been three months. Oh my goodness gracious! Where <coughs> is time gone? Um. So let's find a base auto as close to. Goodness, June second. Orange auto out of twenty five PSA nine one hundred thirteen dollars. True orange, but but a but a base auto sixteen dollars. So confusing. Is it a true orange? Let me zoom in. Yeah, true orange. That's confusing. Like if a base auto is sixteen bucks, a PSA nine orange should not be less than ten times that.
0: That's what I'm trying to tell you. But like. There's some sneaky ones.
1: Yep. I agree. Not saying, I agree. That's it. Cause you could, sorry.
0: No, go ahead. Sorry. I cut you
1: off. Uh, you could, you could have seen his stats and, um, see, seen that he was doing well in the early part of the season and been like, oh, I'm going to take a chance on him and bought that for $112. <coughs> <laughs> and you'd be <coughs> sitting good right now. Yeah. Yep.
0: All right. Sorry. Sorry. This is not, we're not a Hunter Goodman uh, groupies, but I would love to have people reach out to us. If they, like, if they ever found a player that they, you know, doing this process, let's say they do a process like this, and they do find a player that maybe no one else is talking about, let us know. Like, that's the thing that's fun. Like, let us know what the process is, like, what what people do to find some of these people. Um, You know, that is one that I do because... You can look at stats all day long. Like I, I'm on fan all the time looking at stats, but it's constantly like, oh, I like this, this kid is interested, but then they don't have Bowman. So then it's like, ah, like.
1: Then you got to try to remember it.
0: So then it's like the opposite where it's like, okay, why don't I just look at only players that have cards and pick from the batch that actually makes sense. Then the other way around, I'll just wait till the checklist comes out and then then do my more in-depth pro like in process of finding who I like and who I don't.
1: I like it. Sorry. You're good. Well, uh, Jimbo, you got anything else?
0: Uh, like on, on this topic or?
1: No, just any any topic at all.
0: Oh, I do have another topic. I forgot it already.
1: Uh, Old man brain.
0: Yeah. Well, I remember, remember how I asked you what your favorite thing was about baseball. For me, there's answer for me for that there's so many that I'm not even going to try and go into it but if you ask my wife her favorite thing about baseball is the nacho helmets anytime we go to a game and they have helmets with nachos in it so I took her to uh, I was with the Reds in 2015 it was, it was when I met her in July I met her like three days before the All-Star game because it was in, in Cincinnati and uh, we were at a big country concert during the weekend uh, it was called the Country Concert. I wasn't, I'm not, I wasn't, it was more because all my friends were going. Actually, I oh, do okay. like that. But we went That's there. That's what I think. Yeah. About okay. country. But then the next day, or like on Sunday, I had to go to the celebrity game. And I was like, I was doing BP to a lot of those guys, Snoop Dogg and all that. Justin Moore was there, a lot of different. Uh, Cole Swindell, who actually played baseball in college. Uh, I had to throw BP to him and I was not feeling too well. Um, but anyways, I took. Morgan there for the celebrity game So I went back home picked her up and came back three days in knowing her sitting behind home plate I was so stoked. She's like, I don't really she goes. This is cool But really all I want is a nacho helmet and I'm like we are literally right behind home plate five rows up or something Of the celebrity game and all she talked about was the nacho helmet to this day not we got to go to the celebrity game not like this yeah, remember that game I had like the first game we went to and I had that nacho helmet? Oh, those nachos were so good. So, that's
1: hard. how you that's how you know you have a keeper, not easily impressed. <laughs> that not is true. not concerned about uh what you can flaunt, just wants some nachos in a helmet.
0: And hey, married her, so uh I love nachos too, so it's a good pair. But baseball, man, when I watch baseball, mm, it just it's it's such a beautiful sport. Like watching good at bats, watching good fielding, good pitching, all that. Love every bit of it.
1: Watching baseball's Love die in the warning track. Love
0: it. Love it,
1: dude. That's a shot at MLB. Uh switching the baseball, deadening the baseball, salty about it. Um, but yeah, baseball's so good. We wouldn't be doing this podcast every week if baseball wasn't so good.
0: That is true.
1: Best thing in the world.
0: It is. It really is. I love it.
1: I wouldn't trade it for the world. (coughs) You could get rid of every other sport. Just don't get rid of baseball.
0: Well, so here's another thing I was thinking of. So you know how baseball, it doesn't matter. Like you could be Alejandro Kirk or you could be uh judge. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the variable of different people that can play baseball. What if there weren't any other sports and you had every athlete in the world only being able to play one sport and it was baseball. How interesting would that be?
1: That would be interesting because there's probably some guys that are very good at it. Other yeah. Sports.
0: Like, it, is, it is
1: crazy, though. Like, NBA, if you're just not born tall, you're out of luck. And if you're born tall and you're not born with athleticism, you're also out of luck. Um, in, in football, like, if you're not athletic, you better be massive. And even the offensive linemen are uber-athletic anyways. The defensive linemen that are massive are uber-athletic anyways. Like, those guys are faster than we are, um, despite carrying an extra, you know, 150 pounds on me. And uh, so it's like, it's it's insane. In baseball, you don't have to necessarily be uber-athletic. What you do have to do is you have to have been blessed with fast-twitch arms. If you yeah. can rotate those forearms and, and hit a baseball that's traveling 90 miles per hour, 95, 100, you'll be pretty good.
0: It'd be wild. I, I always think good. about crazy uh, snaps like that and how, how crazy the sport would be. Like a Hunter Hunter Renfro, he would probably be a prospect in the baseball, like if he went through the baseball, because I'm pretty sure he was a baseball guy. And then Kyler Murray, obviously first rounder in, in, in the MLB, like, there's so many where it'd be so interesting, like a Tom Brady. I was watching the Tom Brady documentary and they're saying like he was a better baseball prospect coming out of high school than football. Uh, or like something like that. I was like, man, I guess I didn't realize that. Or even like a, I don't know, like a Jamarcus Russell. Like, dude, that guy, like he would. I bet, I bet he would have just been a monster.
1: That's also the thing that's kind of crazy is like, Likelihood of a lot of these guys going from baseball and being able to play football or basketball, probably decently slim, um, especially basketball. The likelihood of somebody going from basketball and football to be able to play baseball, probably a lot higher. And yet baseball has the hardest thing for my money, the hardest thing to do of any professional sport anywhere. And that is hit a baseball.
0: But that's the thing. It's it's the hardest, but some people just have it. Like, uh, I forget what player. There was a baseball player taking cuts, like, at BP. And he just was like, oh, like, what did they? Have they never even swung a bat before? Like, it just looked looked like a baby giraffe, dude. I don't know. It just looked weird. And you're just thinking, like, but then there's some players can go up, never play baseball ever, and they just, it's so natural. And you're like, what? It doesn't matter how fast you're like, all that. It's just incredible. I love it. That's why I love it.
1: It is it is the great equalizer. You can have a guy who's 5'6", 200 some pounds in Alejandro Kirk and a guy who's 6'7", 200 some pounds in Aaron Judge. And guess what? They're both amazing baseball players.
0: It's crazy, right?
1: It is it is uh seems impossible and yet here we are. Like you wouldn't have that in the NBA. You couldn't have a 5'6" guy. <coughs> you could have a 5'6 running back and a 6'7 offensive lineman on the field, but the only position you're getting away with a 5'6 guy in um, football is a running back. Yeah. Not going to be a wide receiver, not going to be an offensive lineman, not going to be a cornerback. Yeah. I love it. So It's
0: a beautiful sport. It's not appreciated enough, even though it is like you know our pastime, it's like the sport for, for America. Uh, but dude, it's not appreciated enough. And I'm just telling you, dude, I think there's going to be oh, not to go off subject because we're at 42 minutes. But the I'm telling you, I watch MLB TV, the amount of card commercials episodes, uh, literally, they, they did a post about the mantle, like they did a thing about the mantle, um, big sale, the 9.5. They also came to our shop when we opened in New York to do a do a like a, a thing there like a video with us at the, I wasn't there but they did a new like with the New York Rocha they care about cards right now and it's I'm telling you it's because of this new deal with tops and the players owning a little bit we're gonna see we're gonna see some crazy stuff in the next few years gear up baseball cards are exciting right now
1: I sure hope so I, I sure. do expect the same for um Football and basketball because they have the same, they have the same deals. But I just think it's just a great time to be a collector.
0: But but that's the thing though. Like I feel like there's already so many people in baseball and football, and I, I love those sports too. Like I collect those all day, every day. But the the limits. Like there's just so many. There's only so many players in basketball. Baseball is like soccer. There's so many levels to it, and there's so many buying opportunities because there's cards available for. There's just so much more. Depth, that. And that's where where it really gets interesting because football, like you could know all day that Davis, let's say you like Davis Mills a lot. You know, he hasn't, you know, he, he had a good year last year. He's still young, but his prices are crazy. Like crazy in relative terms of like comparing who a David, David Mills is compared to like a baseball player. Or, like if they were like the same, like he'd probably be like a Hunter Goodman, right? Or someone like that. Well,
1: I mean, <laughs> it's hard to that. That's hard to compare because there's only there's only 32 starting NFL quarterback jobs in the NFL, and he's got with one of them.
0: But pricing wise, or some, and not and not to go to end depth with it. This is just random theory, just throwing up like like more of like the macro version of it.
1: I like it. I don't have an answer for you, but I like it. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Baseball is exciting. So there you go.
1: There's one more thing I want to talk about, and it is the Mets. So I want to give props to the Mets real quick. Not because they're winning, not because they spend a ton of money and I'm jealous. None of that. None of that. Everyone's always like, how do we make baseball more fun? How do we make baseball more entertaining? How do we get more people in the door? And then you watch what the Mets have been doing with Edwin Diaz walking in, and with Timmy Timmy Trumpets or Timmy Trumpet um, coming into the stadium playing live. Like they made this whole thing about the trumpets and Edwin Diaz running in, and, <clears throat> and they got the mascots blowing the trumpets and everyone with the little trumpets in the stands, and the place is electric. And then you bring a guy onto the field, not in the stands, on the field playing the trumpet as Edwin Diaz is running onto the field. Uh, live yesterday and it's just like you know the atmosphere of um Latin American baseball how electric oh, yeah. it is all the time yeah and then you get the MLB that are like no nah, we can't have any of that can't have any showboating and like okay i get somewhat of the showboating but also like let people show a little bit of emotion you know but then you see <coughs> you watch as the sport was quote unquote dying. And I don't know if I believe that, but I do know that I talked to a lot of young people and a lot of young people. Um, and by young people, I mean in their twenties and a lot of my buddies and they like, nah, I couldn't care less about baseball. No, I'm not going to watch baseball. I'll go to a game every once in a while, but I'm not spending my, my nights putting it on FS Wisconsin or anything. And, uh, You get something like this, where the Mets make a whole big spectacle every time Edwin Diaz comes into the game. It is like a Latin American baseball atmosphere. And not only that, but I just saw the other day that the Mets no longer go to commercial when Edwin Diaz is coming into the game. Every single time he comes into the game, no commercials, throw away all that money. They go straight to just following him in from the dugout with the horns blaring. I love it, dude. Awesome.
0: And when I saw it yesterday, I think it was on Instagram, I saw it. I'm not gonna lie, my old cause I'm a very old school kind of guy when it comes to baseball. I like the old school, but I also realized the new school. I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. Cause it's you know, maybe it's a distraction to him while he's warming up. But then after I watched it, I said, This is amazing. This is absolutely amazing. And I I've always believed like, you know, with soccer, because you know, soccer, there's only like that time, the middle thing, halftime. Mm-hmm. And they don't have like commercials throughout; it's like a running clock. But they they do commercials while the game's going. I don't know why baseball doesn't do more of that. So then they don't have to have these long commercials. Like cut the middle in between innings. Yeah. There's bullpens down down low, and there's bull like there's or you know there's there's places to throw underneath, like uh, near the clubhouse. And there's bullpens. Those guys should be coming in friggin' ready to ready to throw, man. Like
1: yeah, you put like, you can oh. have. You can have a coach that is a extra catcher, and you could put him into the batting cages behind the <coughs> by the clubhouse, and the starting pitcher warms up. He doesn't have to hit anymore. You don't need to take the real catcher. He warms up between in, between innings, keeps the arm loose, and then you go. You go right into the game. Maybe you get two, three warm up pitches, and then you're good to go. Yeah, the the outfielders don't need it. <coughs> The outfielders don't need to take practice tosses. No. And and that that's a great idea. Get some commercials going. Um, maybe little fifteen second commercials between at bats or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like do. Be- there, there's this. So I went to two jumbo shrimp games. I don't know, like two or three weeks ago, back to back. First night hour, or it was two and a half hours, full nine inning game. You know, not a ton of runs, but they, I mean it was a normal game. And I was sitting there, I was like, wow, the game's already over. Two and a half hours, like. I used to dream about those games when I worked in baseball. Like that never happened. Like it happened 5% of the time. I feel like then we went the next day again, same thing. I'm like, what in the world? Then I was reading something. There's like literally a time clock. They're testing it out in AAA time clock. And I didn't really look too much into it while I was there. I just saw it. And I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. Then I saw a stat that they threw up the stats. Everything's the same. Batting, like the the averages, bat or batting averages, like everything stat wise was stay the same, so it didn't ruin, didn't change the game at all. But the the time of the game was like two hours and thirty eight minutes was the average compared to two ninety or two fifty seven or something. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, like I like this because you're not changing the game, you're just
1: speeding it up, up. and yeah. that's what people need nowadays. I mean, I know, I know for me, um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't want to be like, if I'm not entertained, I'm not, you know, cause I can sit there and watch baseball. Right. But it's like, you watch movies and if you sit through a, you sit through, there's not a lot of action in where the crowd ads sing. we actually enjoyed it. You and your wife didn't as much. Um, but like, it's definitely a slow movie where it's like in today's world, that is a hard movie to pass off when you need Marvel and Star Wars and all this action constantly and baseball, you know, basketball is constant action. Football is constant action. Soccer is constant action. It's boring action, but it's constant action. Hockey constant action. Um, everyone's moving, you know, baseball is one of those rare sports. There's not constant action. There's a lot of dead time in between pitches um, and then every once in a while, somebody hits a ball in the air, the fans erupt, it gets caught in the outfield, and the fans go, eh. um But uh, if they can definitely just cut down on that dead time between between pitches and between innings, and you can get that game from a three-hour game to a two-hour and 20-minute game, that's huge.
0: Yeah. Yep, I agree. <coughs> I I agree. So I thought that – I know we, like – this episode was fun because we literally—it was like a snake going from all these random topics. We'll see how it goes.
1: And I know we promised for everyone out there that has made it this far and has said these jabronis promised us MLB top thirty. That's on me. Uh, we've had we've had some vacations and some other things here at Slab Stocks. Aaron is out in uh, in uh, Amsterdam right now for F one race. So it's like it's been busy for me personally, where I don't get as much time to be able to put into, um, researching some of that stuff. So sorry if that didn't happen. Hopefully next week we'll be back to normal here at slab stocks. And then Jimbo and I will get to talk about top 30 lists.
0: Yes. And one last thing I just got a tweet or just saw a tweet from Jeff Passan Passan. Passan.
1: Mm -hmm. So
0: yeah, we never know how to pronounce these names. Uh, so he just tweeted, this is pretty incredible. MLB is offering a free subscription to MLB.tv for all college students through February 28th, which covers the rest of the 2022 regular season, the Dominican uh, Winter League, which is actually a lot of fun to watch. I watch those. And then the start of spring training. And it does not auto-renew so you don't get caught up having to pay for next
1: year. It's none of that.
0: So if you're listening, you have a college uh, email, go get yourself some free MLB TV." You can go get your last
1: month of uh, regular season for free.
0: Well, and going into year, spring training.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. awesome.
0: Find yourself cool. some process and pay for college that way.
1: I like it. All right, Jimbo. Well, we better c- cut it off there. Thank you for taking the lead on this today. Helped my uh helped my cough significantly. Notice I'm not coughing a ton now. So we just went through a spell. We're back, we're good, we're healthy, we're golden. Um, but uh any last words?
0: Nope, I won't do any longer other than have a uh, great weekend.
1: Have a great weekend. I echo that. Everyone enjoy the rest of their their rest of their Friday or Saturday or Sunday whenever you're listening to this. Enjoy the weekend and uh enjoy September baseball or Craig Timber as Brewers fans call it. Um, always a good time. I hope your favorite team makes it to the playoffs unless you're a Padres fan. Um, or a Phillies fan, I need one of you to lose. I'm sorry, but I hope everyone else's favorite team makes it to the playoffs. Uh, you all enjoy your weekend, and we will talk to you guys again next Friday.
0: See ya.